Hey strangers, on today's episode I speak with Michael who played Ricky, the 7-Eleven cashier on Stranger Things Season 3. We talk about his stunt double's cool wigs, getting his face smashed down multiple times by Andrei Evchenko, and David Harbour's acting tips. He also tells us what it was like to work with the amazing Winona Ryder. Michael spoke to us from his home in Augusta, Georgia, so just keep that in mind while you listen. Have a safe and happy Thanksgiving, guys, and stay strange. Hi, my name is Michael Silvio Fortino, and I play Ricky, the 7-Eleven cashier on Stranger Things Season 3, and you're listening to the Upside Down Podcast. Michael? Yes. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us during, uh, I guess, what's the upcoming Thanksgiving week? It is. I guess, yeah, that is. It snuck up on us this year. Uh, you know, it's not like we can do too much with that coronavirus happening. Exactly. But, uh, do you exactly. have any plans? I'm uh, going to have a nice socially distanced Thanksgiving with, I think, just my mom and my sister. I think that's what we've narrowed it down to. <laughs> I'm a big family. I'm Italian. I have a huge family. So we're like, all right, everybody separate. You know, who's going where? But uh, I think it's just going to be, I'm in the mom-sister uh, group this year. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I'm excited to um, have you on the show. Of course. I'm honored. I'm honored. I lo- I'm a big fan. It's funny because I kept meaning to invite you to be on the cast, and then I just kept, like, it kept slipping my mind. Because of the virus, I usually do the show with my sister, but we haven't seen each mm-hmm. other in about five months, and so I'm just, just kind of doing these interviews, and um, mm-hmm. you responded to a picture I think I posted of Ralph Macchio. Oh, yeah. I love Ralph Macchio. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. I have a dog, and I need to throw her out back. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. You're good. No worries. Uh, are you there? Yes. Cool. That's what happens when you don't get to record in the studio, when you got to record out of your room. I've been dealing with that, too. I've been uh, helping out with these classes in Augusta, where I live, and just teaching over the over Zoom has just been so tough. And, then, yeah, you have the real-life scenarios of just being in your house. You're like, ah, you know, somebody's at my door. I didn't even expect that. Okay, excuse me. Hold on. It's funny because we usually do our interviews because we're located in Atlanta. A lot of the cast is in Atlanta, and we can't right. really we can't really talk to people, you know, while you're shooting. But um, afterwards, it's all good. So we've mm-hmm. done like five or six interviews this year, but they've all been via Skype. So it's it's cool because we get to talk to the people, but it's kind of a bummer because part of the fun is getting to meet everyone and just you know exactly. kind of geek out with them. Ugh, yeah, it's been so tough, but. I mean, if if we all just hang in there, we're get, we're so close. <laughs> it feels like we're at least getting on the right direction. So back to Ralph Macchio. Um, Ralph Macchio. So when you liked that post, I was like, oh yeah, that's the guy that played Ricky. I've got to get him on the show. And I messaged you, and I was like, hey friend, you want to be on the show? And you were immediately like, yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> of course. It's fun. Now you're a local Atlanta actor, right? I'm from Augusta, Georgia, uh, originally. I moved out there for a couple years, and that's kind of when the Stranger Things stuff happened. And then I moved back. My lease ended, and I moved back right before COVID hit. And just for a minute, just to be with my family. And then as soon as COVID hit, I'm in, whoa. Yeah. Kind of lucked out there for a second, just as far as, you know, I was about to sign a new lease. You know, being in Atlanta and state, and I was like, oh, man. I was like, oh, everything had shut down. It's like, it's pretty rough. But now I'm I'm in Augusta still with intentions of going back to Atlanta once things open back up. How did you get cast to be in Stranger Things? You auditioned for the role, right? It wasn't like you were an extra. That's such a right. part of significance. So, obviously, they, they needed to know if you could actually act. Exactly. So, I moved to Atlanta, and 
my agent had booked me a couple of auditions in advance and Stranger Things had come across and when you see auditions like that you go I'm probably not going to get it but I would kick myself if I didn't submit for it you know yeah it's not the best attitude to have going into an audition (laughs) (laughs) I would recommend having that kind of attitude but I did it, and one of my friends that I worked with, I was working at an escape room at the time, and one of my friends that I worked with, her name's Rebecca, taped it for me and suggested just, like, doing this little thing different, and it was the tape we went with, and I got it, and it was crazy. Well, they told me I got pinned for the role, which means you're, like, top three, I guess, or top five, or, you know, they're taking you, like, to the next round, and I didn't know that's what it meant. I thought pen means you got it. You got pen for the role. <laughs> I did it, And I Rebecca. called my parents, <laughs> told them I got it, and uh, and found out that I didn't get it, and I was just waiting to hear back. And uh, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so embarrassed, <laughs> and I'm, like, so upset. And then a week later, they call me and tell me I actually got it. I'm like, oh, thank God. I was so, so embarrassed. I was like, Phew. call my parents back and be like, okay, we're good. I said, but don't tell anybody. What was the thing that Rebecca told you that you should do? What was the little, the touch? It was after they left the gas station. It never made the, it never made the scene. I was like, he gives, he leaves the money on the table. I'm like, ah, thanks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it was just something silly, and, uh, and I guess it worked. But I also I had real big poofy hair, and I felt that definitely helped too. <laughs> Was this one of your first real main roles on like a show of this significance? Yeah, actually, it was my it was the first role I've ever had that had lines for me. So like about a month prior, I was on Dynasty. I had auditioned for a role and I didn't get it, but I got a role like a secondary role to that one. Yeah. And they were said literally run next to this car as a reporter and ask questions. And that's it. There were no lines written, but I got to make up my own lines, I guess, which is cool. Usually, if you're an extra, they just tell you to shh, don't say anything. But they called me in to, to just kind of be a reporter, which was cool, to kind of get the experience. But Stranger Things was my first time working with a script, like of this significance at least, uh, working with a major network on a script with a show that I really like and actors that I really admire. It was really intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of actor friends here locally in the city in Atlanta, and they've been trying to get on Stranger Things for years. And you right. know, I have one friend who was like, oh, man, and every season they would audition like five or six times, and then at the last mm-hmm. minute they'd be like, I did not get it. So oh, it's, <laughs> it's rough. I, I feel that because I recognize how incredibly lucky I am because uh, I think I was, I'm about to answer your question. I auditioned one time, uh, <laughs> and I got it within the first two months of moving to Atlanta. So I understand how incredibly fortunate I was to be there in two months and already have two speaking roles under my belt. I mean, that's just so lucky. That's incredibly lucky. And and like you said, they're my actor friends, too, that were like, I have been auditioning for years, and I can't get on TV at all. And they're incredibly talented actors, and I've seen them, and some of them can act circles around me, and I'm like, jeez, I just don't I don't know what it is. Just sometimes it's just the business and having the right look for the certain role. It's just ugh, it's so much that goes into it. That's pretty exciting. You know, you're you're an actor, and you're auditioning, and you move to the city or, or you come to the city, and then your first role is like, oh, man, I'm on Dynasty, and oh, man, Stranger Things. Like, right. I'm like, where can I go from here? I'm like, oh, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's like great, they're like, great work. Now, you can't tell anybody about this for a whole, like, year and a half now. I'm like, oh, no. 
like great. And I was my friends asked, Did you take pictures? I'm like, God, I didn't I didn't even have my phone out. I was terrified. I was like, I didn't wanna get in any sort of trouble. I was like, nah, you know, I took a picture of myself in the dressing room and uh for my mom. I was like, My mom would kill me if I didn't take a picture uh, of myself. So I did and uh but that was pretty much it. I was I was just terrified. You know, and I also don't want to spoil the show because, you know, I love the show, too. And uh, I don't want to I don't want to ruin it for anybody. When the coronavirus is over, do you think you're going to try to make the trip to Atlanta again and try to since you, you've been so fortunate getting those roles? Well, I'll definitely continue to audition for roles in Atlanta. I'm actually working for a production company right now based out of Augusta. And we do a lot of commercial work and we work with red cameras, which are, you know, the cinematography level cameras. Yeah. And. We, I'm able to shoot a lot of my projects now, which is uh, not an opportunity I would have in Atlanta. So I, I think depending on like how how much I get done between now and then, I'll definitely at some point go back there. But I want definitely want to get these projects filmed and get some experience in production that I wouldn't get really anywhere else right now specifically. Because it, as, as I said, Atlanta is really tough to film right now, and there's so many restrictions. And we're very safe here in Augusta, but it's just a lot easier to have access right now. You know, it's funny. It's uh, the Conyers, I think it was Conyers or Covington, I, I always forget, is the middle ground between Augusta and where I lived in Atlanta. So <laughs> I always made the argument, was like, man, I could have just stayed in Augusta. <laughs> Some days it would take me two hours to get to that part of town. And I was like, man, I'm like, I could have just stayed home in Augusta for a day. You know, <laughs> I remember I was doing an Edgar Allan Poe show in Atlanta and we performed in the West End of Atlanta and my friend lived right by there, my friend Suzanne, and I would stay with her during shows because I I because I lived out in Kennesaw. I said I was not gonna I was not gonna make that drive again because some days it would take two hours just to get there and I was like, I can't do this anymore. It's getting it's killing me. <laughs> traffic apparently though, everyone says if you can drive in Atlanta traffic you can drive anywhere. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, New York seems terrifying to me, though. So uh, you were saying that you were in a production. Did you do a lot of theater? So when I lived in Augusta growing up, that's kind of where I got my start was theater, um, musical theater. And then I really, I like musical theater still, but it just wasn't, I didn't feel like it was telling, like, enough stories for me. It was like, yes, come out, sing a song. And not all musicals are like that. Oh, God, cut this part out. I don't want the musical <laughs> I don't want the musical people coming after me. I can't handle that heat. Uh, I'm going to leave this part in. This part is gold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm sorry, musical theater people. No, I just, I, I really wanted to focus more on acting. And the theater that I was working in, and I still work in, Le Chat Noir in Augusta, is a, is a black box. And it's very intimate. So I really enjoyed that kind of, you know, closeness. And that definitely prepared me for film. But when I moved to Atlanta, there wasn't a lot of theater opportunities for me right off the bat just because uh, I was working a lot because I still had to work a day job. I was not ready to leave that yet. But the Edgar Allan Poe show was presented to me from one of my friends that was working, and I did that both years I was there in Atlanta. And I did a lot of improv as well, which I, uh, which I still do and I enjoy very much. So for Stranger Things, was that a open casting call, or did you get the – you said you had an agent, and that's how you got notified yeah, of it? Yeah, that one was a – sometimes they'll do open calls for it, but this specific audition was a direct, directly sent from my agent. 
Oh, cool. Now, you were on the show, and, you know, you didn't get, like, a minor part. You were blessed by the Stranger Things angels, and you got to work with not only Alec, who plays Alexi, but also mm. Winona Ryder and David Harbour, which is just like, I mean, come on, those two. What what was that experience like? It was, first off, it was very humbling. Uh, just to, I wish I could go back and be less starstruck. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, because it's, it, I can see how that's so annoying for like, for it's like you're, hey, you're on the show, you can't act like this. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, dude, you can't. Oh, okay, Mr. Armour. Like, I, I wasn't that bad, but it was a really amazing experience. I've worked on a lot of different sets, like as an extra or you know on the technical side, but that set was was sharp. Everybody was super nice, um, very encouraging. Winona was very, very sweet, and Alec is my buddy, and Dave was was an excellent example of how to carry yourself on a, on a set, for sure. Very professional, uh, knew when it was time to, like, chill out and be funny, and very encouraging when I was struggling. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was, it was an amazing experience, for sure. I, I don't want to ask you, but I have to ask you because now you said it. When you were struggling, what what kind of things were happening there? What was David saying, or was it just nerves from being on the set? So, yeah, I think it was uh, it was a combination of a lot of things. You know, um, I had to use the for the shot, and I totally understand for the shot. I needed to use they wanted me to use my left hand for the register, and uh, but I'm right-handed, and that was really tough. And it was just a, you know, to you have to now. Actually, it's a working register, so you have to use it and learn how to use it. And oh, now do it left-handed. I'm like, oh gosh. <laughs> uh, and then worrying about, you know, making sure you're getting the script right and making sure the costume's right. And uh, oh, you know, by the way, Dave Harbour standing right in front of you. Uh, there was a moment specifically that I was struggling. It was with the smallest thing. It was putting down a pack of cigarettes. It was a carton of cigarettes. It's the part where I'm putting stuff on the counter, and they wanted to get a shot of me putting the carton of cigarettes down, and I wasn't doing it right, and I didn't understand how I was doing it wrong. And I look at Dave. I'm so confused and terrified, and he kind of smiles at me. And I'll say the PG version of what he said was, all right, man, don't mess this up for me. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and I start laughing, and we it, 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 people who were around were laughing, and I was like, Whew. and I just took a, a huge weight off my shoulder, and I was like, okay, let's get through it. And I got through the rest. I was able to get through the rest of the day just because of that that small interaction we had. And I was like, just chill out, you know. This is this is our job, and and it was his last shot of the day too. Ironically, <laughs> that was that was. His last shot, that's all he had to do so he could leave. And uh, But he was very encouraging. We we talked after briefly. I uh, had a lot of nice things, to, very encouraging things to say. And uh, I was very fortunate to be able to meet him and work with him. That's awesome. I was an extra in a movie once um, just because I happened to be the same, like, height and size as the lead. And mm -hmm. they just wanted me to walk across the stage and put a coffee pot down. And, like, I would just walk across and put the coffee pot down. And the director was like, no, wrong. <laughs> and then I just kept That's doing it. And, and there was, like, 80 people watching me in Video Village. And I'm not an actress at all. I literally just showed up to say hi to some friends. And they were like, you, come do this. <laughs> and I was You're so, on. And I was so <laughs> bad at it that the director was just like, she's terrible. And I was like, you guys called me. <laughs> and so, I think it was like. And now it's like, because now I work more on the production side, it's like, I wish I could have 
it's like, wait, can I see it? Can I see what you're seeing and be like, okay, that does look weird. Let me let me fix it. Because I was so, I was like, oh my gosh, I was turning, I was probably turning bright red. I was so embarrassed. And but yeah, like I said, Dave made it very uh, very easy. Well, the cool thing is with editing, like nobody saw that. We just saw you like do the role perfectly and throw those right. cigarettes down, and it was all good. <laughs> it, it worked out. It worked out for sure. So besides working with Winona and David, you also had the experience of working with one of our buddies, um, Andre Evchenko, who is just so fun. He's just, like, such a cool dude. I'm so He's curious. I'm so curious about the scene where he smashes your head to the counter. Was there any preparation for that? Did you get to work with uh, our other friend, stunt coordinator Hoda? How did that play out? Yeah, actually, so I met both of them. They're very, very great. And, uh, yeah, I got to work with both Hito and Andre. And what was funny was originally I wasn't supposed to do the stunt. Uh, It was supposed to be a guy named Noah uh, Garrett, who is really, really great guy, super awesome guy. I came in the day before <laughs> to do a wig fitting, and it, obviously not for me, but it was for my stunt double to have a wig. I walked in the day before, and I looked inside this trailer, and I see the wig <laughs> with my hair, and I just start laughing. I'm just like, that's amazing. That's my hair. <laughs> it's like, it's really looks exactly like my hair. That's it's bizarre, and I'm just sitting next to it, and they're looking at both of them, and they're fixing the hair and putting it up, and it's just oh, so bizarre. So the next day, we're on set, and we just coming back from lunch after that first part, and I'm getting closer and closer to the gas station, and I see this guy with exactly my hair, and for some reason, I'm not putting it together, and I just see him, I'm like, oh, man, it's another guy who has the same hair as me. <laughs> Great. I'm like, in this kind of market... This sucks. And I was like, great. And I get closer, and I'm like, man, this guy looks exactly like me. And I'm like, he's wearing the same clothes as me. And I was like, oh, my God. And I look at Noah, and we look at each other. He had shaved his face, so he was clean. He was looked exactly like me. We start laughing, and we like, we're like that Spider-Man meme. We're just <laughs> pointing and laughing at each other. And uh, I w- that was the picture I wish I could have gotten right there us laughing at each other and so anyway we get up on set and um i meet andre and i meet uh, his manager becky uh who's super awesome she's a wonderful person too and we do the intros then we go on set and the director says we can't use the stunt double uh because the shot was just too quick that one like slamming motion it's just such a quick shot and I don't know what came over me, but I said, I can do it. <laughs> I can do it. And I was, because I've done some fight experience, but it was stage, and it wasn't necessarily like, it wasn't like this at all. But I really wanted to impress Hito and Andre and everybody on set and be like, I'm a team player. I can do this. I'm a yes man. Let's go. <laughs> um, and so they teach me how to do it, and they twist my arm. And they slam me down, and they do it on a they do it on the mat first. And when we do like the really fast version of it, the very violent because this is a very violent move. The very violent wide shot of it is all done on the mat. And then when we get close up, it's a close up of just kind of my face slamming down on the the uh, the snowballs. So it was just it was really cool to see it come together. But there was one take where Andre cut my ear with <laughs> with his thumb, and it was. It was bad, but I felt uh, it was worse than how it felt. It looked worse because it was, like, blood kind of coming down my ear, but I felt 
so cool. <laughs> I felt so cool. I was like, I got to step out for a second for uh, continuity, so uh, let me clean this ear off. Ouch, but I'm okay. I'll be back in the next take. And I, Like, I felt like a football player. I'm like, I'm out this play, but I'll be back in the next one. Um, I was just really wanted to do it, and uh, the director was like, are you okay? You know, you got to be – are you safe? You know, every, everybody's checking up. It's like there's a producer over here. There's a there's a SAG representative over there, so we have to make sure you're okay. And I'm like, I'm fine, I promise. I, and I felt great because I was just excited to, you know, I felt a part of the team. <laughs> How many times did you have to do that take? Oh, man. Oh, so many times. <laughs> <laughs> that wide shot I felt like I did over and over again where he's just twisting my arm and slamming me down. But <laughs> the slamming down of the, the, the snowballs was pretty funny. Just the quick push down and just, uh, like, my face hitting those snowballs. Just, it was silly. But in general, it was like a 16-hour like day for me. There it was there in the morning, early, early morning, and it was, I left when it was dark out, so there was that, but the next day, I woke up, and I was in so much pain, I had, I had bruises all over my legs from slamming on the counter, like, I couldn't move my shoulder, and, like, my neck so much, and I had, like, a big cut, a gnarly cut on my ear, and I'm just like, oh, gosh, this is, uh, so worth it. <laughs> And it's also, and then I had to go to work next day, and I'm like, oh, I'm in so much pain. They're like, what happened to you? And I can't tell them. <laughs> so now it seems suspicious, like, oh, I just I fell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Did you guys film at a real 7-Eleven, or was that just a gas station that dressed to look like one? It was uh, like a mom-and-pop kind of gas station that they made to look like a 7-Eleven. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Circle K and QT have, like, the rights to, like, have gas stations in this area. So I don't even think we're allowed to have the 7-Eleven. Oh, that's even interesting. In the, in, the, in the area. Yeah, it's crazy. I think the closest one is Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, <laughs> or something from where I'm at. Did you by any chance get contacted by the reps at 7-Eleven? There, uh, there was a time we were briefly discussed with my agent, but I always tweet out to them. I'm always, like, I'm always hitting them up, like, hey, let me know. I'm a big fan of the 7-Eleven. <laughs> Every time I stop in there, especially my friends, they always we always make jokes about it. I walk in, I'll be like, I gotta clock in. Uh, <laughs> I'll be I'll be back, guys. So we're always really curious about the look of a character. Um, how did Ricky's come about? Like, did you go through several options, or was it just you know he's a Seven Eleven employee? Here's what he's gonna wear. Here's his shirt. Right. As far as the original costume, the the pants, the shirt, or the basic like outline, the pants, the shirt. And the shoes and the socks were, like, all the same. It was really cool. Like, they had a, even the T-shirt, all, like, really authentic. And uh, the 7-Eleven shirt is a – it was a real deal. Uh, like, former employee had probably used that shirt. Really tough to find. But as far as my hair, that was just how my <laughs> – just how my hair is. And I remember specifically when we were meeting with costuming, they were like, oh, yeah – you know, the brothers, they saw your audition, and they really liked you for your hair. And I was like, oh. And, they, and she was like, no, I mean, I mean, and also, you probably had a great audition. <laughs> and I was like, I get it. I said, I said, my hair is a pretty great look for this. I hate to say great look. That sounds so pretentious. But it's a, it's a look that makes sense for this time period, and 
It's unique. I get it. <laughs> it didn't hurt my feelings. I was like, hey, I'm just I'm just happy to be here. So, <laughs> did you get a chance to go to season three premiere? I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I wasn't invited. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Uh, I, I wasn't either. I wasn't expected to be invited. It's okay. But no, it was just cool to to like I mentioned before, uh, Becky, uh, who is Andre's manager. They went to the premiere, and I was nervous because, like I said, this was, like, really my first scene, and I was like, what if they cut my scene? They, they don't have to tell me they cut my scene. Oh, gosh, I'm, like, freaking out. And the night of the premiere, I get a text from Becky that says, hey, watch your part. You did great. And then <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you. And I was just like, I made it. So I at least had, like, the – I could calm down and be like, okay, my scene made the cut. I can enjoy it now. <laughs> So the first time you saw it was when Stranger Things 3 premiered? Yeah, it's a, it's a funny story. So uh, I came home to Augusta for the 4th of July weekend to be with my family. And uh, they wanted to do a premiere party. My family. I feel so bad. But, so they set up a premiere party, and it's like 11.30 at night. And some of my family members are there. And we're getting ready to put on just that part of the episode. And I'm all nervous. And then midnight hits, and I'm like, okay, where is it? (laughs) And then we realize, oh, no, it's going to be 3 o'clock in the morning when it drops. And so all my family members went home. They were like, ah, no, I'll watch it in the morning. We'll watch it because it will be 4th of July. We can watch it together, whatever. And so I I, I was trying to take a nap, but I couldn't sleep. You know, and my parents said uh, at three o'clock, you know, come wake us up. And so three o'clock hits. I my mom super anxious like me. She wasn't asleep either. And then I wake my dad up and we go to the living room. We put it on and I play them the first scene. And I'm getting like, uh, my dad's like super old school Italian, so I'm not gonna get emotional in front of him. But I was feeling emotional about it because it was, you know, my parents made so many sacrifices just to kind of get to this point so now I could finally show them something like really cool and uh, I play the first scene for them and they're just like oh wow and then we get to the second scene and the second scene is done uh, with, with Andre and it's just quiet and my dad goes play that scene again where the guy beats you up <laughs> and it's just the slam and it's just like you could do like a like a comedy compilation of every time my face gets slammed and they're going oh Oh, oh my God. And I'm like, you know, I, I did some acting, too. You know, and it's just boom, boom. They just want to see my face get slammed over and over again. But it was, a really, it was really nice to be able to share that moment with them. It's very special. As an actor, it must be really cool, you know, to be a part of a Stranger Things universe. It's such a mega hit show, and now you're, like, a part of the family. Have any opportunities come your way specifically because of Stranger Things? Yeah, I've, I've booked a couple plays and uh, commercials and this job that I have now. So uh, I'm an associate producer uh, for a company called Trainer Gray and specifically got this job from just having experience on a professional set and understanding how it operates because they're at a point where they're ready to kind of take their company to the next level, and our clients are getting much, you know, they're starting to build a stronger reputation. So I've been working a lot there and being able to work more on the production side just from Stranger Things and obviously meeting, like, cool people like you and, you know, uh, meeting other uh, actors from the show as well. 
which has been a really cool experience. So I'm going to ask you a couple of fan questions right now. Um, not in any order. I just grabbed some. Okay. So uh, our friend Glenn Ellen, who you know plays Nicole on Stranger Things Season 1, yeah. her comment was just like, yes, my favorite. And I was just curious, <laughs> do you know her or is she just showing you some love as a fellow castmate? Yeah, um, so we met, uh, we followed each other from the show. I think, you know, I, I follow a lot of people I'm fans of from the show, obviously. And Glenn Ellen and I, like, follow each other. And I also like her music. She does a lot of music, too. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we just kind of connected online, and we're still, like, we talk all the time, and we're friends, and she's wonderful. Uh, oh, yeah. She's out in L.A. now. But, yeah, she's she's great. I'm really happy for her. She's worked super hard. Oh, yeah, we love her. Like, we talk to her all the time. Anytime we need anything, she reaches out to us. She's the best. I just thought it was funny that she was, like, that she knew you, and I was like, I wonder how they know each oh, other. Yeah. They're on different seasons. They live in different yeah, states. <laughs> she's ultra supportive. Uh, she's, she's an awesome person. She's great. A hundred percent agree. Snowball of 1984 says, did you get to go out with the cast? I guess they mean, did you get to hang out with anybody? I hung out with them on set. So Andre was supposed to, uh, I suppose, he was supposed to go by the escape room that I worked at. I was like, yo, anytime, anytime you want, I got you. I told all the cast, I'm like, hey, escape room, got you. Which ironically, Millie, Millie came by my escape, the escape room I worked at twice and I was not working both times. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. I'm like, guys, you've got to call me. I was like, this is important. Like, it wouldn't be too weird if I walked in. I was like, oh, hey, we're both on the show. Uh, you obviously more than me, but uh, nice to meet you. I was like, ah, oh, what are the chances? But uh, no, I didn't get to, to necessarily hang out. I did get to jam with uh, Alex on set for a little bit. Uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, we've been or trying Alex to get him on the podcast, but he's so hard to reach. Yeah, he's a, he's a tough one. To, like, he'll I'll send him something occasionally, and he'll he responds back, but it's just like it takes a minute. But he's a he's a busy guy, I'm sure. Let's see, Lindsay Dent, who I think you might know because she says, "So proud of you, Michael." She says, oh, yeah. "We've always heard that being an extra in a movie or TV series isn't always glamorous, but what was it like for you playing a named character with multiple scenes and dialogue?" That that is the truest. Uh, the truest statement she said uh, first, which is it's not glamorous being an, an extra all the time. And it was tough. It's a tough start. And, you know, uh, I worked on a movie where I was an extra and it took place a lot in jungle, like climates. And uh, it was rough. It was terrible. And they didn't, and they weren't so nice to you sometimes uh, on set. But when you get that upgrade, it's definitely noticeable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you get a place to uh, sit, uh, which is which is always an upgrade. And that's not on every set, obviously. But uh, the sets I had worked on were uh, were really rough for extras. And just to get the upgrade, it was just it was it was really cool. It was really cool. I was definitely kind of kind of trying to shrink it all in, <laughs> for sure, just to be like, wow, this is, this is cool. Uh, they asked me what I wanted for breakfast instead of can I have breakfast. <laughs> that's, uh, that's nice. So I remember uh, I got on set and one of the PAs, uh, whose name escapes me right now, oh, he asked me, okay, well, what would you like for breakfast? And I said, oh, uh, what are you guys having? <laughs> and he goes, no, no, what would you like? We'll, we'll get it for you. And I was like, uh. And I was like, I don't want to be, I want to seem difficult. So I just ordered the most basic thing I could think of. I was like, that I knew they would have. I was like, oh, you know, eggs, bacon, coffee. 
You want? He's like, you want anything in it? No. And I don't even like coffee. Uh, and I, but I was like, I just want to be very simple and not be difficult at all. But it was uh, it was it was such an awesome experience. They were so nice and, and very very kind to to us. So uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. Yeah, the Stranger Things people are just so nice. Even like as an extra, they're just top notch people. I mean, everyone that we've talked to and we've met, they're just the best. So I think if you were exactly. an extra on Stranger Things, you would have had a much better experience. Oh, but. definitely, definitely. They had tents and chairs, and I was like, all right. I'm like, man, they take care of their extras here. I'm like, that's pretty yeah, that's pretty nice. So Isler in Wonderland, she saw that we were going to be having you on the show, and she said, oh, my God, shut up. Ricky is legitimately one of my favorite characters. She wants to know, how was it to play such an iconic, incredible 80s stereotype? Wow. Uh, I, didn't, uh, I didn't consider that, uh, but I appreciate it. Pretty cool. I mean, it's still, it's still pretty surreal to think about that I'm still kind of like a part of this universe. Even in even in such a small way, it's, it's still really cool to just to be a part of it. But uh, wow, that, that that was a very nice, uh, iconic. That's cool. I would I would say that. But thank you, Isler in Wonderland or Ayler in Wonderland. Thank you so much. Very nice. So you've already kind of told me that, you know, since coronavirus is happening, you're working in a production studio taking um, procedures there to make sure everything is safe. But film productions are coming back in Atlanta right now, and I've heard that the procedures are hardcore. Have you experienced uh, shooting on that level yet? So we primarily – we don't deal with larger groups yet. We primarily shoot scenes that are – I'd say maybe eight people tops, but we have very strict rules that, you know, because I, I like to look over the, the procedures myself and see how they're handling it. Um, we don't have to necessarily worry about that, on, again, on a large scale, but we definitely do masks on set. That's like a, a, a must, even crew, cast. We don't really, so if we're on location, we ask our actors to stay in their vehicles, <laughs> which is rough because we want to, you know, get to know them and spend time with them because we want to put them in a holding area, but the holding area isn't really, like, that doable right now. Uh, so since we're such a small area, we're able to keep them in their vehicles, and, you know, it's tough, but we're making it work right now. I actually also i am the artistic director of Schrodinger's Cat Comedy here in Augusta, uh, which we perform in a little black box theater I mentioned before uh, called Le Chat Noir. And that has been also really tough just because we're used to performing for 100 people per show. Everyone, like, crammed in, you know, and, it, you know, it's, it's a fun environment, but we can't do that anymore. So now we've had to kind of redesign the theater, basically, and make it 40 seats with, you know, spaced out, and it's 40 seats at tables. So they're little tables six feet apart, spread out. It's so weird, but we're trying to keep entertainment alive in our city and we're just trying to keep entertainment alive in general but as long as everybody's following the rules and keeping everybody like socially distanced and everybody has masks on it's uh we'll get there we'll get there i know i know it kind of tailed off but all right it's uh (laughs) <laughs> I work. I worked at a black box theater oh. in Atlanta um, for two seasons. Well, for two years, and we had to do 150 uh, seats, and you know we did a show pretty much every single night of the week. And mm-hmm. so that's what I was thinking when the shutdown happened. I thought, you know, how are they going to acclimate? You just a black right. box theater doesn't have that space to really begin with, so you can't really space the seats out too much. You exactly. have to like cut the audience in half. Cut the audience in half and put them at, at tables, and just and they have to buy the tables. They can't even buy seats. Oh yeah. So you have to get the, t- the whole table, 
and they have to be people, you know, I mean, they can't be, like, giving away seats or anything. It's like, you know, you have to buy these seats, and you have to know them. Got to do what you got to do to make it happen. Exactly, exactly. It's important. we got to keep entertainment alive. So we like to ask people what you're into right now as far as pop culture, but I want to incorporate a question that I skipped over earlier that I actually thought was a pretty cool question. Uh, Stranger <laughs> Confidential Wheeler 98 wanted to know, what did you do to get into the 80s vibe for the show? That's a good question. It's a really good question. I don't know. I watched a lot of – I watched some 80s movies, but really the big thing that I did was go back and just completely binge the first and second season and really completely immerse myself. I know that's the lame, that's the lame answer, but honestly, I just wanted to immerse myself completely in the show and, and immerse myself completely in, in their world, you know? Yeah. Um, def- I definitely took some things from the 80s, but honestly it was more was more pulling from the show. Um, itself, I really connected with the uh, the Dungeons and Dragons for sure. Uh, <laughs> that, that part was definitely relatable. I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Let's do a campaign right now. As far as stuff that I like right now, I'm really big on uh, on comedy shows right now. I've been really trying to find a good one to sink my teeth into, and I found uh, Ted Lasso is really good, which is with Jason Sudeikis and Barry. On HBO, it was just fantastic. It's such a great show. I'll brag on Bill Hader for forever. Music, the Ava Brothers are really big for me right now. They they recently just dropped an album. It's pretty good. And then books, I'm reading uh, Comedy Sex God by uh, Pete, not Pete Davidson. Oh my God, Pete Holmes. Uh, (laughs) It's really good. But Pete Davidson. Oh, there was a movie. Pete Davidson. the King the of Staten Island? King of Staten Island, yeah. yeah Judd Apatow Judd is probably one of my biggest influences. And uh, the way he's able to tell stories. And so that one was that one was fantastic. I thought Pete Davidson did a really good job. Did you watch uh, Community? I mean, that's an old show. but Oh, I've watched some of it. Yeah, that one's pretty good, too, with, uh, with uh, Chevy Chase and Joe McHale. Yeah, it's so good. It's like, it starts off kind of normal, and then it just gets so bizarre, but I highly recommend it if you're looking for something that's funny. I love it. I'll check it out. What's the best compliment you've received on the show from anyone? It was it was Dave Harbert, and he said that I was funny, and that's all I needed. I said, <laughs> because, like I said, I do comedy, and it's, it's a real big part of my life. It always has, and... We were walking out, and he was like, yeah, man, you're really funny. And I went, Ugh. and Becky was standing right there, who was Andre's manager, and she's like, yeah. And I was like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'll be back in five. That's awesome. I was just trying to chill out when I met him. I was just, because I'd seen uh, Black Mass with Johnny Depp, and his scene that he does with the steak, uh, that scene made me go see the movie in the first place, because uh, I remember seeing it in the preview. And I'm like, oh my god, that scene was fantastic. And I went back and rewatched it before I went and did the scene. And I was just like, wow. It's just like he's such an incredible actor. And I was like, and to see where he's come now, it's just like, wow. It's good. I'm really happy for him. It's so awesome. Yeah, he seems like a good dude. Yeah, he's he's yeah, very very professional and uh, very generous with his time for sure. Well, the last thing is, if somebody wants to follow you on social media, how can they do that? Sure, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, my handle is m silvio fortino, and that's s i l v i o f o r t i n o. Cool. Well, thanks, Michael, for being on the show today. It was awesome to talk to you. Of course. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun.
We're new best friends now, so just stay yes. in touch. We'll have dinner with Glen Ellen whenever she comes to town. Oh, yes, of course. Bye, Michael. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Stay strange. Thanks for listening to the Upside Down Podcast hosted by Sisters Ash and Tori. For more information, visit our website at theupsidedownpod.com. You can also contact us at theupsidedownpod at gmail.com as well as follow us on our Facebook and Instagram under the Upside Down Podcast. Episodes are released every other Monday, so be sure to subscribe. If you love the podcast, be sure to review us on whatever you listen to us on. Thanks again. Stay strange.